This is a Federal News Network podcast. Every television station has been running B-roll of coronavirus research, endless loops of test tubes, tiny little needles and pipettes. But the Energy Department is bringing something a little larger to the fight, namely the IBM Summit supercomputer. It won't fit in a Petri dish. Here with more on exactly what Summit is doing, the Vice President for Technical Computing at IBM Cognitive Systems, Dave Turek. Mr. Turek, good to have you on. Thanks for having me. Tell us about IBM Summit. What is it going to do? What does it do? And how can it be applied to the questions regarding coronavirus? The Summit system is uh, the world's fastest supercomputer, and it's situated at Oak Ridge National Laboratory. It's owned by the Department of Energy. And scientists at Oak Ridge and the University of Tennessee have collaborated to use the machine to investigate the molecular properties of the virus and to begin the exploration of different sets of compounds in terms of how they might affect that virus. So it's, it's all in search of a cure, in, in a sense, or a series of uh, therapeutic agents that would mitigate the disease. So this is a very markedly different type of computing process than might be done by, say, IBM Watson, where you ingest all of this data and it tries to answer questions. This is more in the basic scientific research realm, sounds like. That's right. So what they'll do is they'll actually use mathematical formula to characterize molecular structure of the virus, the associated compounds that they're exploring to use against it, and they'll run gigantic sets of simulations that will dictate which of these compounds have the greatest likelihood to actually have an impact on the virus. And to date, they began with a set of 8,000 compounds, and and they've whittled it down to 77 based on the theory of molecular dynamics and everything else that are as suggestive as the ones that have the highest likelihood of having an impact on the disease. And so is there a visualization piece such that you can see, I mean, I keep seeing pictures on TV of this looks like a balloon with all kinds of red spots all over it. I mean, is there a visualization aspect of this that gives the answers, or does it come out as ones and zeros? <laughs> well, it's um, it comes out principally in in forms that um, I guess you would say are ones and zeros. It's more of a mathematical representation of what's going on. But the processes themselves can be visualized. It's just that it doesn't impart that much direct new information over what the calculations themselves produce. And this, of course, gives rise to follow-on steps, simulations under different kinds of scenarios of now the 77 selected compounds that further refine what the probability is of their success rates. And ultimately, this gets to clinical trials. So as they narrow this down, as they get deeper understanding of how these processes work, eventually, you'll see the investigation uh, move from sort of this in silico kind of environment, computing environment, back to the world where they're actually testing things against live viruses and so on to see if they're as effective as as the computer predicts they will be. Give us a sense of the size of this computer. We do have a lot of speeds and feeds people that listen and read here. And uh, just tell us a bit, some of the specs of of, uh, Summit. So it's, composed of what we call nodes. Each node is itself a self-contained computer, and there are 4,600 of those. And each of those nodes is equipped with a couple of IBM Power9 processors. And in turn, each of those are attached to three NVIDIA GPUs each. So in total, 
you have roughly 25,000 NVIDIA GPUs. You have a, a little more than 9,000 Power9 microprocessors. And these are configured in cabinets that are substantial in number. And they cover a fair amount of space. I mean, you're not talking a football field or anything like that. Think of it more as a, perhaps the size of a tennis court. We're speaking with Dave Turek. He's vice president for technical computing at IBM Cognitive Systems. And I think somewhere along the line, I read that there are so many interconnections in this machine that it's almost like a tiny portion of a human brain. It's, it's certainly suggestive of that. The way these computers work, of course, is they employ these 4,600 nodes and they connect them with a network. The network itself is orchestrated under the direction of software. And the software will take a problem that you're trying to analyze and essentially decompose it into pieces where each piece gets parceled out to one of these nodes. So it's very akin to the way you might think of a brain working with a whole bunch of different cells working on a given problem and nerves and so on connecting these things together. So that goes on. And then the software will orchestrate the execution. And then as each of the nodes kind of reports back the results of its responsibility in the calculation, the overarching software running on the system will kind of synthesize that all together and come up with a conclusion of what the calculations produce. Now, you mentioned earlier this machine belongs to the energy department. This is not the type of research that energy, as I understand it, would normally do. So from a program standpoint, are they simply clearing out the energy research for the time being and making it available to whom? Actually, the Department of Energy in the U.S. has responsibility for advanced computing strategically for the U.S. government. And the Department of Energy has many different departments in it, but they have a number of, of uh, scientific laboratories. Oak Ridge is one. Argonne is another, Pacific Northwest National Lab, and so on. Those are distinguished from the laboratories that are working, for example, on nuclear weapons, et cetera. So the mission of Oak Ridge is actually to pursue scientific inquiry into many, many different basic scientific disciplines and to look at problems of diverse nature. So they do a lot of work, even prior to the Advent of Summit, in the biological field, chemical field, and so on. And it's a natural extension of what their mission is to pursue basic science. So it's not unusual to see them engage in this fashion. But for people that might be new to using supercomputers in research that might be joining the fight here from different academic institutions or maybe from some of the CDC or NIH components, how do they get their questions translated into the types of algorithms that this computer is optimized to handle? Well, it's interesting because President Trump announced the um, formation of a COVID-19 high-performance computing consortium that we've been working on with the Department of Energy to make this compute resource more generally available to researchers around the country and eventually internationally as well. And um, that joins a number of other computers that the Department of Energy owns, that IBM owns, and, and other institutions as well. So what we've been trying to do over the last week is take the magnitude of what Summit represents and go bigger and beyond that with the amalgamation of all this incremental additional compute resource around the country. As people encounter scientific problems related to COVID-19 and they want to explore the use of advanced computing to tackle these problems, there is a website and a methodology that one can solicit 
to get access and to bring your problems to any of these centers, including Summit at Oak Ridge. And if, for example, they brought it to Oak Ridge, there would be people at Oak Ridge that would help you get your software and your program set up to run on, on the system. So it's a diverse set of very, very powerful resources being brought to bear against the pandemic. And this 8,000 possible compounds and that reduction in a short period to 77 promising ones, how long might that have taken on a regular mainframe setup? Well, it could have taken years. The mathematics are extraordinarily complex and the number of simulations are extraordinarily large. And given that, if you look at the size of the Summit computer, it's thousands of times bigger and faster than the kind of computer that a regular industrial company might have, given the fact that they were able to crunch this problem in roughly two days, you multiply that by a thousand, you're getting, you know, maybe three years or two and a half years to get the same result on a much smaller computer. So there's a huge advantage in terms of bringing this amount of compute power to bear with respect to compressing the discovery cycle of trying to find out what the best pathways are to attack the disease. Dave Turek is Vice President for Technical Computing at IBM Cognitive Systems. Thanks so much for joining me. You're welcome. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand and on your device. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, Always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.